Hi, this is Jonathan, aka Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, the Human Wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, aka That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was in fact raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, aka Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, the party managed to reach the Running King just in time to see the beginnings of a massive fight. First, they confronted a group of kobolds harassing Dorveen and Soria, then turned on the cultists, attacking Leosian, who was desperately protecting Travancord's friends, Liaya and Jack. Just as the battle was about to be won, the gigantic form of Thontorvrak, the blue dragon, swooped in, causing instant fear and panic. As everyone retreated to the Running King, Bernie was mauled by the gigantic beast, but not killed. And once everyone was safe behind closed doors, the dragon seemed content to leave. Now holed up in the Running King with their friends, allies, and a large number of scared villagers, the party must decide what to do next. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obocrazy. I am drinking what sounds very simple. I have a Jack and Coke. However, I am drinking Mexican Coke, and it is the last of my Jack Daniels with honey. So I'd like to think that I have upgraded Jack Daniels and Coke. Bernie, what are you drinking? Um, I have a uh, Lone Rider Brewery Shotgun Betty Hefeweizen Ale, and it's a local Raleigh brewery. Highly, highly recommend. And it's got really cool. I know for all of you at home who can totally see this, it's got like the best labels ever. They're like these cool, funky hand drawn. I'm like holding it up. Isn't it cool? It's so cool. If only our our friends and allies at home had something called Google and they could Google Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hi, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan Match Muscular, and I have returned to my one of my personal favorites, Ace Perry Hard Cider. So tart, mm. so delicious. Yum. Nice. I, I like how we have a constant cider theme going on here. Uh, Travancore, what about you? The Viceroy's choice this evening is the evil genius beer company's Ma, the Meatloaf, which is a mango with ale. Nice little nod to my heritage there. Wait, your meatloaf has mango? What? Well, I guess both the American and Indian sides are covered, both both the meatloaf and the mango, respectively. Oh, meatloaf and a beer. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Oh. Carlton, no. how about you? No. Internet darling John Sedlak here, and I'm drinking uh, shiny, uh, Shiner Ruby Redbird. As you can see, I called it shiny, so I've obviously been drinking a few of these. <laughs> yeah, for once we're actually recording on a Friday night, which means technically we're all drinking at an appropriate time. But Listen, whatever I drink, it's an appropriate time. This is true. I'll drink to that. You guys are currently holed up in a tavern in the Running King, which has kind of been your, your second home away from home here in Greenest. You spent a lot of time here. However, under these circumstances, it's, it's not so welcoming. As we come back to the game, you guys had just finished basically recovering from almost getting killed by a dragon. 
Um, Soria has started to move around and heal people. You can see that she has quickly moved to Dorvin's side. She had received this this huge gaping wound that you guys had just noticed. Leosian is kind of helping move Lei and Jack on on inside, and Jack is being tended to. There's a, a lot of people just huddled against walls at tables, clutching each other as far away from the doorway as possible now, considering what's just happened. And what would you like to do? I, I've I a couple of hit dice. I'm right back now. up to twenty hit points. <laughs> Oh God! Everybody's talk. Everybody wants to do stuff. I have rolled two hit dice and I have recovered seven hit points. As you do, you actually get a little more than that, Soria. I just was gonna call Big Bird over and ask her to heal us. I was gonna do the same thing. <laughs> I like you, little buddy. You and I, we think alike. She's currently over Dorvine. However. Soria has Song of Rest, which means anyone who does any healing during a short rest gets an extra D6. So, Jonathan, go ahead and roll an extra D6. Soria takes a moment with Dorveen. Uh, You see her move over to Jack, and then she comes on over to you and says, Well, I don't, I don't have much left, but let me see what I could do. Um, do you all need healing? Are you all hurt? What's going on? If you have, only could get one of us, go for little buddy first. And then if you got a little extra, uh, I wouldn't mind. But little birdie, little buddy takes priority. Little buddy keeps us all alive, Big Bird. How snuffleupagus. <laughs> Soria comes on over and, and cocks her head at you at, at the reference that she doesn't get and says, let me just see what I can do. I don't understand. I, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, it's the dragon. It's everything. That's the second largest dragon I've ever seen. What's it doing here? I don't understand. Stay still. And she puts a clawed hand on you and is going to cast Cure Wounds. And she, because she is running out of spell slots, is actually going to cast it at second level. You feel a very familiar warmth pass through your body. It's something that you're used to giving to other people, but this time she gives it to you. Ooh, that tingles. 13. Plus Just like spell, ASMR. Modifier, 13. So she offers you 18 points. Nice. Because she did that at a at a second level and then looks and says, I can... I can do that one more time, and then I'm spent. Who, uh, who I, I'll, else? I'll, I'll, who I'll just it? use your song of rest. Soria looks at Travancore and says, how, how are you? Are you okay? I didn't take any damage as far as I know. Um, Shadow, I think, is good, too. She looks over at Jonathan and says, are you, are you okay? Are you doing okay? So, Dorvine was really worried about you, and if you die before you can figure out what, what's going on between the two of you, then I'm never going to hear the end of it. I know. That's a, that's a plot point we need to, we need to resolve there. Um... I am fine. I, I'm all You're right. You're fine? And it is at this point that after asking Travancore and Jonathan how they were, as Bernie and Carlton argue over who is hurt more, Soria just reaches out and grabs Carlton's shoulder and says, hold still. Stop that. Hold still. And you're going to get 11 hit points back as Soria burns her last spell slot. I'm also going to spend a hit die then and use her song of rest. And if you spend a hit die, you get an extra d6 on top of that because of her. Because right, so uh, that just happens. 10. Okay, right, so well, you're now at 41. I'm at 41. That's close enough to health. Dorveen stands up fully healed thanks to Soria, looks out over the assembled crowd and says, we need to get these people to safety. And despite what seems to be happening with that dragon, 
If it decides to stop playing with its meal, this tavern will not last a moment. We need to get to the keep. Agreed. Let's uh, let's get everyone ready, and then we're gonna we're gonna move out as quickly as possible. After that, we need to go after the two people who are controlling this dragon. We came here to make sure that Dorvine was safe, and we did that. Now I think our priority, rather than challenging a dragon and trying to talk him into something, has to be removing the control because every second he's under someone's thrall, we're all in mortal danger. Well, let's uh, let's let's focus on getting our, not only Dorvine but also all of our friends to safety, and then we can we can go and uh, and kick some ass. Okay, but how will I prove I have the biggest penis if I don't slay a dragon? <laughs> well, you'll have to worry about that okay, later. Okay, so here's here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, we'll 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 talk later. So here's what I'm thinking: we go out in our normal sort of uh, formation, except instead of spellcasters in the middle, we put civvies in the middle. So we we just we go out in a column, and we try and and stay stay to like the the side streets and the back alleys, and we just. We're not going to be stealthy with this many people, so we just have to we just have to book it and keep everyone together and protected. We should probably have like Dorvine, Onsera, Leosian, and Soria like on the outskirts of the middle too, so it's kind of like a circle. Right, not not Soria. Soria, I think she said yes, she was spent. I agree with this. So she still got claws. She just, <laughs> let's 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 make sure our the best healer in town lives. Tara speaks up and says, I'm more than happy to, to take an outer flank. I, I have no problem being the protector of these people. And I totally agree. We need to get them to the safety of, of the keep as quickly as possible. And Dorvine says, let's get everyone rounded up, get them down into the basement and through the secret exit. It is normally a very quick trip to the keep, but who knows what we'll encounter. And I agree. Time is the only asset we have at this very moment. And Leogen nods and says, I I agree. Let's make it to the keep with all haste. And if we are attacked or if we encounter resistance, those of us who are equipped to fight can can take the brunt. So she, Adorvin, leads you into the back and down a familiar set of stairs where you are taken back into the basement of the Running King. It's been cleaned up since the last time you've been here. Considering the last time you were here, there were rat guts everywhere and a druid. I made some of those rat guts. You did. And it was disgusting. But all of that has been cleaned up. It's actually looking like uh, there's been some renovations down here. And it's it's a much nicer place. In fact, the actual passageway that now leads to the back of the Running King has been covered over with a false wall that you see Dorveen moves a barrel over to one side and presses a button. And it moves the wall. And let me ask you. So... It's you four, and you've got Dorvina and Ansara and Soria and Leosian and Terrace and um, a about 15 to 16 civilians, including Jack and Leia. How would you like to exit the building? Uh, I think with my dark vision, I'm going to take point. I have dark vision. You I can take point with me, little buddy? Sure, why not? I've already been hit by a dragon today. Nothing else can really phase me. So fuck it, right? So fuck this shit. Fuck it straight to hell. 
as the passageway opens, you can see that it is it is evening. There still is plenty of sunlight out to, to, to be seen, but there's maybe only another hour of daylight left. But for the moment, you don't need your dark vision to see. I thought there was like a tunnel that I had to go through. It's a small tunnel, but it's it very quickly leads to the outside. And it's the outside light lights up enough of that tunnel that you guys are not going to have too much of a problem. So we've got Carlton and well, Bernie I think going with my first. Smashy stick and my health, I'll go first. And Terrace actually moves up with you. Uh, as you guys exit the back, you kind of go for up and look around. You don't see anything. And you don't necessarily hear anything. So it's a little eerily quiet. Uh, what do you want to do and who do you want to send next? Wait, I thought we were like all going as a group. Can I do like a perception to see if I see any shadows moving about? Sure. Go ahead and roll a perception. You guys are all moving together, but only two or three people can exit at at once. So there's going to be a stream of people coming out. So the three of you have now exited and are like, standing outside of the cellar door. Who do you want to send out next? What order do you want people to come? What order do you want to move towards the keep? I perceived 16 worth. And Carlton? She perceived seven more than me. I only got a nine. Bernie, looking around, you can still see the remnants of some fires uh, burning in the distance. You can see the, the top of the keep in the direction you'd like to go in. Don't see or hear anything else. It's... It's there's a tenseness in the air, but it's been a very short time since that dragon came by. And so you're not sure if it's just everything in the area is holding its breath or there really is nothing in this area. Oh, that's really weird. Hmm. Hmm. I guess we should just send you next out. Yeah, let's send the Bring next group on out. Up, guys. Send send people. So who's next? Who who do you who I don't do know you who's go? down there? I'll I'll take the next group of civvies. Okay, Jonathan comes out with about half of the civilians. They all are huddled together. It includes, this group includes Jack and Leia. They are nervous and frightened, but managing to stay quiet. Even the couple of young children that you've got with you uh, seem to be under control enough that nobody's really making any noise and they all file on out. What? I want to put my, sh- my hand on Jack's shoulder and give like okay. like one of these and give him a like, a reassuring nod, like, yeah, everything's going to be okay, but quietly. He's still holding his side, but it seems to be more of a, a reflex, like a leftover ache. Uh, and you can see the dried blood on his shirt, but he's standing. And when you when you put your hand on his shoulder, he seems solid enough. And he gives you eye contact and without saying anything, nods back, still staying quiet. We got this, bro. I don't say that, but that's what the nod Is said. that the last group? I think, uh, I think... Travancore and Shadows should bring up the rear. Yeah, I was I was planning to be back in the towards the end because nothing's past my arrow. We'll send uh Terrace and Dorveen up with some uh civvies. Well Terrace is already up with you. Oh, she right. came up with you and so, Bernie. Uh, uh Dorveen and uh Leonard. <laughs> Alright, Dorveen uh and Ansara and Leosian all come up with the rest of the civilians. Most of these are older people. Some are bar patrons that you recognize that are kind of the regular crowd. And as they enter the the waning daylight, it's it's they can feel the same kind of tension, but everybody's keeping pretty quiet. Uh, the first group of civilians are now starting to eagerly move towards the keep, both to get out of the way of this entrance and also... Nothing's attacked them yet, so let's get going. All right, uh, and then 
I think Jack and Shadow and everyone else will be coming right up after those civvies. All right. Uh, and that's that's Jack and Shadow, or uh, Travancore and Shadow and oh, yeah, Soria Travancore. come yeah. up. Yeah. In in the rear. The place is empty now and you're all going to move towards the keep. Yeah. Kind of yeah. at a good clip. And are you going to attempt stealth or are you just going to make a beeline? I think I should attempt stealth. I mean, it's my skill. I mean, but I'm not sure how stealthy I can be with a whole group of people. Yeah. Is that like with this? Uh, is that like going to should we just kind of beeline it or would we be? Would I think hurt we should us just be- beeline it. There's no way that we can like if if one of us succeeds on the stealth check, that's great. But J- or Jack over here who has been wounded and probably isn't trained in that or Terrace who is clad in armor they could be, be making stealthy ass motherfucking apple pickers let's just book it uh, Travancore if you would like to stealth and uh, ranger on ahead that um, might be a good idea we can do that that would be useful uh, that's fun I'll tell Shadow to stay back towards the end to protect people but uh, but I'll do the stealth check on my own Shadow can stay with me Shadow can be my buddy <laughs> <laughs> Stealth twenty seven. That. That's a natural twenty. Everybody, Everybody drink. Everybody. You two enablers. All right, Travancore, you turn to Shadow, and in a, in a super quiet voice that only your 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 companion can hear, tell him stick next to Jonathan, keep him safe. And and Shadow knows better than to even make a noise. You see him kind of stiffen up a little bit, and then move on next to Jonathan and take up a defensive posture as the group starts to move towards the castle everyone is trying to stay quiet no one is talking no one is shouting no one is running but it is it is very quick moving you know fast walking kind of thing staying low staying in the shadow Travancore you dart on ahead your knowledge of this town and your ability to find even the smallest bit of shadow and the a crevice that you can hide in is just turned up to 20 and you manage to to get on ahead you silent swift about two or three blocks ahead you see a patrol it it seems less actually like a patrol and more like kind of this motley group of cobalts that are actually heading out of town one of them has half a sack two of them look really injured and the one who's leading the way seems to be a shaman of some sort. He's obviously limping. And while they are wary and keeping an eye on everything, they don't seem to be trying to do anything except make a beeline for the exit. Yeah, and they don't they don't see you at all. So you you kind of hold your hand up and keep everybody back just enough so that they can pass by. Once it's safe to go, you wave everybody forward. You get about halfway across town and uh, Travancore, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Damn. 24. Perceive the fuck out of it. You're kind of on one of the side streets leading from the Running King over towards the keep. You've avoided the center of town for obvious reasons and you're past that um, just starting to get the group past the next biggest thoroughfare. It's kind of the last main road before you guys can then head up the hill to the keep. As everybody gets past, something makes you look back down the road towards the the main part of town, and you see a medium-sized group heading your way. You duck into a corner and watch as they come forward, and it's this strange assortment of people. The 
leader of this is a being that you've never seen before. It is a, a huge dragon type creature. It almost looks like a dragonborn, but there's something about the way it carries itself and the frills and uh, the tail that indicate to you that this, this isn't a dragonborn. This seems to be some kind of dragon man. It is blue, armored, uh, has a spear at one side and a long sword sheathed behind its back. And it is leading about 20 cultists and kobolds. All of them look injured in some way. All of them have slash and wound marks. Several of them are either limping or holding appendages. Uh, you see a trail of blood behind them. What you also notice is there are about a dozen townspeople who seem to be being dragged along. They are um, men and women. You don't see any children, but obviously just town folk. Uh, a couple of them are crying. Uh, one of the women is fighting with the cultist that is holding on to her. Uh, is it, no, let, let me go. Get, get. And he has her by the elbow. Is just like, will you stop it? Will you just? And he goes to punch her. And she ducks out of the way and kicks him. And one of the other kobolds has to basically come up from behind and push her and get her back in with the group. And they kind of grab her again. And this group kind of marches past, uh, following the same direction as the, the tiny little scouting-ish party that you saw before. They seem to be intent on leaving town. Um, none of them notice you. Are we close enough to the entrance of the secret uh, keep entrance to point, like, Soria and the civilians along? You're maybe about two or three minutes away. So you're you're very close. You're, uh, your group is now past, as I said, the this is the last thoroughfare in Greenest. So chances are fairly good that you wouldn't encounter any... any great resistance. Unfortunately, Jenga right now is the only one who sees this. The rest of the group has has surged past. You guys are about 75, 80 feet away at this point, heading towards that that entrance. Okay. Anyway, I can single my guys forward. Like, flag one of them down. No, 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 no not them. Not the people outside. My own party. The My friends. To be clear. <laughs> not really without making any noise, but you're stealthy and quick enough that it would only take a moment for you to catch up with them. Hmm. All right, I'm going to try and double back and get to the next closest person and tell them what I see. Okay. You hurry back, and um, you Jonathan is right there with, with Shadow. There's 20 people out there, like 20 cultists, led by this dragonborn-looking dude. Um, they're dragon townsfolk with them, but I don't think we can afford to engage. We need to get these people to safety. That if the yeah we can't take on twenty so yeah let's 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 keep going unfortunately yeah and um Leosian overhears us and says wait it's back there why don't you guys go on ahead I'll go back I'll see what I can do there there's only twenty I can take on twenty uh, and Leonard, he starts to double back help. uh I don't want to split our party but I want to help Leonard no no, no. let's let's let Leojin is way more powerful than we think. I, I, he knows what he's asking for. Let's, let's. I think we can, we can protect these guys without Leojin. So let's, let's let him go and, and deal with that. He, he turns back and says, 
get these people to safety. I trust you to get this group to safety. I hold out Let my fist like track. this. Right, but we uh, can he's get... he, he's like thirty feet away, but he holds out his his fist kind of in a in an air bump. He says, "I will track the other group. I will get a hold of you as soon as you get these people to safety. Come find me." And he starts off not necessarily stealthy but incredibly dexterous he immediately ducks into an alley and you see him climb to the roof of one of the buildings one of the houses there and start to parkour along the roofs ducking low rolling and is just gone within moments my mouth is agape and i'm like huh well, all right good job leo you guys are going to continue to yes, the, continue. the tunnel entrance yeah we, we pressed onward if he doesn't come back okay. the is a room it only takes a few more minutes and you guys make it to the tunnel entrance. It's still ajar from where you left it. And um, you start ushering everybody in. A um, couple people, they 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 wrinkle their noses a little bit at the the water, but, you know, it's not so bad. And, and I say, are you really going to turn your nose up at life? Get in there, asshole. <laughs> Get in there. I don't care what you smell. <laughs> They're very quick to nod at you and into the tunnel they all go. As everybody is filing through, you see Soria kind of dart ahead of everyone and dart to the front and start leading people. Dorveen hangs back and says, where did Leosian go? I don't understand. I say Leosian uh, went, we ran into a, a group of civilians that were getting, that were prisoners of some cultists. He went to go deal with it. He'll be back. Don't worry. He insisted. I imagine we'll see him and on you, the other side. If you know what I mean. We're I don't want to, to see him on the other side. I don't pray to the same God he does. I won't see him on the other side. Go. Oh, sweetie. I've Which got way do they go? You, I should but... go and help them. I point uh, her in the direction that Leosian went. And Sarah comes up beside her and the two of them, they mentally make a note and they say, I'm going to go after him. I'm worried. He, he thinks he can take on more than he really can. Are you going to get these people to safety? I do, uh, I do one of these where I grab Dorveen's forearm. You know, like like an old timey handshake, and I say, "We'll we'll be safe. Go do what you got to do." She grabs it and shakes back, and hold on for what seems like a moment longer than one of these shakes normally has. I, I look her uh, in the eyes. Does. I say, "Don't worry, I'll still be here. Go." I, I give her like a really serious. Don't be look. here. How Get these people did... to safety and come to me. How uh, hurt did those cultists look? I relay how bad they look. They're worse for wear. I they're, mean, they're... if. Hold on, hold on, before you finish that thought. At the center of all of this is two jerks who we should have been targeting from the get-go. Once these people are safe, we have to make a beeline for them. Oh, they were, those guys were with them? No, I'm saying that the guys we left behind to save her, we we got the people to safety. We did our job. Travancore, make an intelligence check. Oh. Crap, I'm, really? Oh, man. It balances out, I got everyone to safety, but then I'm- Sneaky, not a smarty. But hey, what do I know? <laughs> Natural one, everyone drink. I don't think that's how that works, but okay. <laughs> yes, it is. Drink crit of fail, sadness. Crit, crit you drink. drink of sadness. It's not a happy drink. I'm not drinking. Is it a whiskey that. drink? <laughs> this this guy only drinks on twenties. Dorvin says, "I am more cautious than Leosian. Let me at least go make sure that he's going to get out of this alive. I will be back." And her and Aunt Un- Sarah dart off. They're not very dexterous or stealthy. They just kind of go at a run. Aunt Sarah is leaping and bounding and kind of getting herself in front of Dorveen, but the two of them are just beelining it back where, where you guys pointed out. Uh, rest of you are entering the tunnel? Yep. 
Well, I mean, do we need... Okay. Can they... I don't like sending our friends out for a fight without me in it. I like fighting. Well, I want to fight. Well, hold on, hold on. Maybe we can maybe we can get everything that we need uh, in this encounter. I, and I go to Travancore. I was like, Travancore, uh, you, there were a bunch of cultists that, uh, that were leading those people away, right? That's right. Why don't we go with them? Because Leogen's probably not going to leave any of them alive. Let's go and, and help out. These guys are already safe. And then if uh, we can maybe squeeze one of these cultists for information, maybe we'll be a little more successful this time. And also, we never saw what those two people looked like. Maybe one of them looked like a freaky dragon creature. He did look like he was in charge, right? Well, I heard them, right? So wouldn't I have recognized the voices? Or they didn't talk when they They didn't talk when they walked by. You didn't hear... So the dragon that walked past, the dragon person thing that walked past, wasn't talking when it walked past. If you're referring to the voices you heard talking to Thontorvac over your head, you never saw them. Right. But you did notice that some of the tracks of the the pair that you saw looked odd. Okay. Are there any matching tracks that I would have seen in the town or no? You would have to go back and look. All right. Let's go help the ocean. But after that, we need to make a beeline for these guys. I think we are. All right, I, I think, think that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's well, ex- let's find out. Let's find out. Tara says, I'll go with Soria and make sure that these people make it back safely. Uh, make make sure they make it back safely, okay? I say, okay. I say uh, Terrace. It's been an honor, in case I don't get to say it again. And I give her the fist bump. Uh, she fist bumps you and says, fuck your honor. It's going to be fine. You're going to be back in a little bit. I'm just going with them because I'm the only one who knows where the, the brick is. But don't take too long or I'm going to come and kill all those cultists for and you. And Dwarvis, I say, when I'm done, I'll meet you in your chambers. <laughs> she stops about 20 feet into the tunnel, turns and looks at you and says... This dwarf doesn't just go on any ride. He better come back. Oh, wow. And turns around and is gone with Soria. It's just the four of you and she Shadow. She says that you in guys common, right? Yeah, let's, let's go help the ocean. Okay, so you take everybody back to the T-junction that or the, the intersection that you were at that you saw this group. Um, and you can clearly see the tracks of where they just went through maybe five, seven minutes ago. Go ahead and roll me a uh, nature check. Leave it to be the Beastmaster to have no bonus for nature. Three. <laughs> can someone else make a nature check? You can tell which direction they went in. All right, we're just going to head in that direction. Can I do a survival check? You don't know what to look for. You make a beeline in the direction that you saw this group going in. As I said, it's only been a couple of minutes. Are you guys... Running? Are you guys trying to be stealthy? What are you doing? Stealthily running? No, we're in a hurry. Let's let's we're just go. Hurry, yeah, yeah, let's just go. Power okay. walking. <laughs> As you beeline, you very quickly make it out one of the entrances to town, and it's only a few more minutes down the road, really, until you hear the sounds of fighting. And as you come around a bend across some trees, you can see that Leosian and Dorvin and Ansara have now engaged with this group. There's a couple of civilians who have managed to escape and flee that you see running off kind of in scattered directions, but there's still a couple of more in this core group of, of injured cultists, some of whom are trying to use these people as meat shields, some of whom are now engaging 
Leo, Leosian and Dorveen. Um, and you see this creature that Travancore has described to you coming around to kind of survey and is barking out orders at these people. As you kind of skid to a halt about 20 feet away from where this giant melee is happening, Dorveen sees you and points to the the dragon creature and says kill it get it stop it we've got this and she turns and slams her staff on the ground in what's now a very familiar maneuver and lightning arcs out at one of the cultists who screams as purple energy just courses through his veins and he falls smoking to the ground dead so you know how in power rangers when the the rangers come up to the monster and the red ranger says your time is up and he points all uh uh exaggerated like that's exactly what i do now when you say the dragon thing comes around was that on foot or by air on foot there's no wings on this creature you can see it now it is a a large blue so it's basically a lizard well there is much more draconic features not a dragon it is bright blue what kind of check can i do to see what kind of creature it is uh, well, if everyone wants to roll me perception checks, you can do that right now. Sure. As it's it's walked around, so basically in front of you, 20 feet in front of you, you see Dorveen <laughs> wow. on your right, you see the group melee kind of happening in front of you, and you see this dragon creature has moved off to the left and is is turned to face the the group of 20 plus. I was 19 on my perception. All right, and Travancore? Six, but it's a natural one. Drinking sadness. <laughs> Jonathan? Uh, it's going to be 13. And Bernie? Seven. Carlton, It you still can't quite figure out what this thing is. It's It definitely is a dragon of some sort, but it's got no wings. It does have a tail, so it's not dragonborn. You don't know what it is. And as you guys are staring at it, it opens its maw and... Out of uh, these fang, this fanged maw of his, its, you see lightning arcing, and it sprays arcing lightning out in front of it, and hits indiscriminately several cultists, Leosian, Dorveen, and on Sarah. I and... turn to my comrades, and while pulling up my axe, I say, I wonder what the rest of his insides look like. Let's find Me out. Me too. I want to go find out what his insides look like. Three of the cultists immediately fall screaming to the ground and, and very quickly die. Leosian manages to roll out of the way and just takes some of the damage. Uh, you see lightning kind of graze his side. Um, on Sarah and Dorveen, they kind of have their peripheral vision and they're back to this thing. And so they take the brunt of it and you see on Sarah, like scream in agony and, and kind of come to a halt on the ground where it looked like she was about to pounce on something. And uh, Dorveen drops to one knee and pants a little bit and has to pull herself back up by her staff, but they seem to be alive. And at this point we can roll initiative. 
the right side is just kind of this grand melee. It is a mess of a melee. You can just barely see Dorveen because she's trying to stay back a little bit. Uh, everybody else, except for the dragon person on the left, is just in this giant mess of a melee. There's still some civilians mixed in trying to make their way out at the same time that cultists are trying to use them as meat shields. It's it's just a mess. And can I do a perception to see how hurt the dragon thing looks? Because I know you said some of them were hurt. You can do that on your turn. Okay. At this point, we've rolled initiative. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Bernie. I got a 15. And Travancore? Eight. And Jonathan? 21. Nice. And Carlton? 21 with a dex modifier of three. He's going first. Okay. Five. All right. Carlton? You've been itching to get back into this fight as soon as you heard that there was a fight to get into. Uh, you get to go first. What right, would you so like to do? First, I want to do. I want to see if he looks like the blue guy looks like he's been hit and damaged or if he looks perfectly fine. Roll me a perception check. Uh, unnatural 20. He doesn't look hurt, but you're still kind of unfamiliar with what this creature is. So you're not sure if you're just not seeing the wounds or if he's just unhurt. Okay. Uh... Then let's, uh, how many adjectives? Let's figure out how many adjectives I'm going to use. I'm going to rage. All of them. I know. I do like to use all the adjectives. And you know what? Fuck it. All the adjectives. Rage, reckless, frenzy. Let's go for this. And I, so I run, okay. Some of those I run are screaming adverse. towards him. Shut up. Okay. I don't have high intelligence. <laughs> and one of those is a noun. Say, rage I is an emotion. Carlton, a little to the right or left. Uh, let's go. I'm going to attack on the left diagonal. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm, I am I come running down with my axe and I go, for Leonard! <laughs> and... <laughs> His face is Leonard. All right. 19 and a unnatural 20. Oh, that hits. Go ahead and roll. Right, is that... So you're reckless, you get advantage? Uh, reckless is I get advantage on my first melee attack. And then my friend... And then I'm frenzy, I get to make an additional melee. So... After I okay. do this one. Go ahead and roll damage. It is eight after my rage modifier. All right. So I kind of, the first one comes down and I swing it down at him and I kind of turn back around and let's see if the other one connects for 19. That hits. All right. And it will connect for, fuck you damage die. What the hell? A another eight. That's a natural one, by the All way. All right. That was two and in a row. <laughs> two natural ones in a row for my damage dice. Fortunately, I'm plus seven on the damage right now because I'm raging. But come on. It can't be Carlton Tanks if I can't tank. Well, you, you still managed to tank pretty well. If he wasn't hurt before, he's definitely hurt now. You see kind of this bluish black blood ooze out of these two slices you make. Uh, one down his arm, one into this armor that he's wearing. Uh, and this thing turns and growls at you in a, in a surprisingly animalistic way. And unless there's something else you'd like to do, I look it at him is like, Jonathan's turn. And I, I look at him like, hey, hey, nobody fucks with my buddies. Nobody I'm messes going with my to pack. Put a spl flaming sphere. There are, there are a ton of targets around here, right? This is a target-rich environment. The right side is a giant melee of craziness. And I will say that you can very easily see that that flaming sphere anywhere in, in the right-hand side. Um, I haven't put out the 18 people that are there because I have, like, other shit to do. 
it would practically be impossible to place this where it's not going to hurt either a civilian or Leosian. The Dorveen is a little further away. Ansara looks like she's getting ready to pounce into the melee. The left side right now is kind of just Carlton and the Dragon Man, the one that Dorveen had pointed to to go after. All right. Well, then I have a feeling like they'll disband if we take out the leader. Yeah. So let's uh, let's let's go with all the things. So I'm going to put the two squares north of uh, of. Carlton. So, deck saving throw, motherfucker. A uh, nine probably is not going to save. Nope. I fucking love Flaming Sphere. <laughs> Seven damage. <laughs> and All I also right. like how that's the second time you've rolled both a six and a one on your d6s. I have rolled just under average every single time. Uh, Alright, and then I'm gonna do a queen's, a, uh, a bishop's move, so diagonal, so that I'm next to Leo. I guess I'm closer to Leojin, like three spaces closer. You can get to about there. Any closer, there are guys all around Leosian. Like, I'll, I'll put this guy here. Literally, Leosian is surrounded. So unless you would like to be next to some of those guys. Or I could just go in and engage that, that cultist. Yeah. I can move you there. Yep. I, and I I whip out my... my uh, Smashy stick? My smashy stick. I whip out my quarterstaff in a, in a flare, so over my head. And then I'm like, ha! All right, you're going to try to melee attack that dude? No, no, I'm, I'm out of action, so... Oh, okay. He's just being fancy. I'm just being fancy. He's just being fancy. All right. Well, while he's over there being fancy, Bernie, it is your turn. I'm going to delay my turn. I want to see what this lizard man does. All right. Well, it is lizard man's turn. He is going to draw his great sword and he is going to attack Carlton with it since you are right there. That's a 16. Does that hit? No, it does not. Okay. And then he's going to try to hit you again, but he is going to fail miserably twice, because uh, if a 16 didn't hit, then uh, an 8 is definitely well, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to, he's going to turn to his comrades, and he's going to say, nail down that warlock, I've got these assholes, and his turn is done. And uh, Travancore, you recognize that voice. Uh, oh. Doesn't wait when he ends his turn in that thing. Doesn't he get uh, flaming sphere damage if he ends his turn within Does five he? feet? Yes. All right. How much? Uh, deck saving throw again. Okay. <laughs> Nine. Wow, I'm rolling like shit today. That's Yo. okay. Eight more it's damage. That one time. All right. He's looking singed. Uh, Travancore, it's your turn. Bernie, you're not taking your turn now. Um. No. Okay. All right. Travancore, it's your turn. All right, so I have uh, three barbed arrows. It's time for me to finally use one of these. I okay. do get a negative two to attack, though. So would a bar- would a barb arrow yell a pun as it flies to its target? You know, you you took it. I was going to have a line, but of course you had to go and steal it. So thanks for that. <laughs> you can still say the line. All right, I will. Line. I will. All Wait, right, is it negative two because it's slow as maple syrup? 17. Will that hit? Is that a 17 after the negative two? That's after the negative two, yeah. 17 just barely hits. Oh, God. All right. So now he has to do... Well, I have to... Do I draw all my damage first, or do I have to roll the saving throw first? Let's do the damage first, and then we'll do the saving throw. All right, cool. All right, so it's going to be six damage, and in addition to that, there's going to be an extra one die six piercing. Okay. That's going to be six plus two, and then now we have to roll a dexterity saving throw. All right. <laughs> he continues to roll super poorly wow. with a well, natural that's, one. that's a shame, because... So my question is... If they say the next attack against him, it has an advantage. I don't know if it attacks him. 
from anybody or just for me specifically? What does it say on the sheet? It says, on a fail, the next attack against that target has advantage. So the next attack. So that means he's failed. So the next person who attacks him, the the next attack gets advantage on the attack. Okay. All right. And I that think case, Birdie wants yeah. to go. So you you yeah. draw one of these special barbed arrows out, and it's it's got these wicked sharp thorns on them, almost like rose thorns. And because of that, you have to kind of adjust your grip on the bow and be super careful, uh, just making it much more difficult to fire. This thing flies through the air and nails the the dragon guy in his shoulder. He reels back and the barbs are now stuck into his skin in such a way that it's making him it difficult for him to maneuver. Just moving, it, it sinks in deeper and it gouges him even more. So whoever is going to attack him next now has advantage. Cool. Anything else you'd like to do? I want to move Shadow up towards uh, next to Jonathan so that he has a little bit of help. All and then right. I also say out loud, have you met my friend Barb? <laughs> I hate you all. And I have my turn. Uh, what if you, what if you put right. Shadow underneath Leonard so that maybe if Jonathan moved up a square? Well, I'm going to try to see if there's any kind of thing where within range of Shadow that will give anybody advantage. So unless I move like him like diagonal from Leosian, that could work. I think he actually have just enough movement to make that happen too. He's thirty, so yeah, he could move. He could move diagonal and and flank with this other dude. He could. Uh, what Carlton was suggesting was move there, and then Jonathan can move around. All of the squares around Leosian are currently occupied by cultists. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, so maybe we'll just leave him where he is then. The large melee happens. I think BQ, BQB. Are you Wait, wanting to go? I'm going. It's my oh, turn did you now. want to go before the large melee? I'm going okay. before the large melee. So you've melee. held your your action. I'm going to cast my 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 weapon, my spiritual. I'm go- Chester the Destroyer's coming out. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right, so we got Chester the Destroyer and Kevin the Mace. Yeah. Well, you don't name Where would your you weapon. like Chester? Chester is going to be situated in flanking over with the Mr. Lizard Man, and Chester is going to take the form of a frog gigging stick. All right. <laughs> That's uh, right, motherfucker. Glowing... <laughs> I love it's you, got Bernie. Four prongs. That's a frog gigging stick. That's how you know it's not a trident, it's a frog gigging stick. Next time, try a Franklinator. <laughs> Despite the fact that this is not a frog, it is still a wicked-looking weapon. Then I need to make my attack, which I have advantage on because of the thingy that the barbs did. Yep, the next attack. So there's a 21. That's going to hit for sure. 21 so hits. let's just see. Why not, right? Let's just see. Uh, so yeah, 21, and then that means I do I do 10 damage with my frog gigging All stick. All right. To Mr. <laughs> Lizard Man. I just like when you keep saying frog gigging stick. <laughs> He's been raked down the back with this thing. He is super unhappy. You see some more of that black blood pouring down his back. Um, and he's br- starting to breathe heavy. Uh, anything else? Well, as a bonus action on my turn, I can move the weapon up to 20 feet and repeat the attack against a creature within five feet of it. So there were like two... Vo- I can just pick like a random thing. Is there any strategic thing that you guys want me to pick to poke? Maybe the top, some of these cultists up here. Let's slide to the right and poke poke a cultist. Go for it. There should be one in that little corner, like right, like I got 
There is. I got flanking. There what is. do I? Can, what can I make? So I let's slide down one so I can have some flanking on some of the, these assholes. Guarantee I'm gonna get a good poke in here. Aha! That is a twenty-one. But we're gonna try it again. We're gonna go digging for we're a twenty. Sixteen. But twenty-one is good enough to hit. I hope if I can hit the big lizard man with a twenty-one, I better be able to hit this fucking cultist with. You definitely do hit. Go ahead and roll damage. All right, eleven. I poked that asshole for eleven damage, y'all. All right, uh, that one dies. Yay! You don't uh, get There is another good. one there because, as I said, it is a giant melee full of guys. But you do you rake it down the the cultist back, and he just falls limply to the ground in a pile. It's definitely a poking action. Have you ever been? Uh, that is a bonus action. But it's poking damage. Have you ever been frog gigging, Lauren? No, I'm a a white chick from the north. Yeah, it's definitely a poking thing. You can see it on display (laughs) in the classic Disney movie, The Princess and the Frog. Classic. Ten years ago? No, it came out like four years ago. Whole bunch of inbred white assholes go trying to kill our superhero. That's true. (laughs) It is the giant melee's turn. I had done a bunch of rolling before Bernie had decided that it was going to be her turn. You see four or five cultists fall to Leosian's onslaught. You see uh, Ansara finally jump into the fray and take down one. Uh, once again, Dorveen slams her staff on the ground and another one falls. Uh, Jonathan, however, two of them are going to move up on you. And one of them is going to attack Shadow. Yeah. So we'll start with the wow. two that are on Jonathan. And they get advantage on this. It's a 19 to hit. That'll hit. He's going to hit you with his sword for six slashing damage. Okay. The one next to him is a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Ooh. And that's nine slashing damage. So they take some chunks out of you. The one that's on Shadow creature you know, is uh, all right. So he does not get advantage on Shadow, but he does manage to roll a twenty-two against Shadow. That'll hit. Yeah. Yep. And that's going to be nine slashing damage. Understood. You also see in this grand melee, uh, one of the cultists that Leosian took down was holding on to the the young woman that you saw before that had been fighting the cultist that was holding her. She's finally free and she starts to dart off into the woods. There's still about four or five townspeople that are have now kind of organized a little bit more, have roughed up their townspeople and are now holding them between... Leosian's onslaught and themselves. And uh, Carlton, it is your turn. I'm going to keep digging into the big bad blue guy. All right. right. Go ahead and attack. Attack. Uh, 26. (laughs) And crit fishing. I said ah because it was a 19 and 11. All right. So 26. So that's the first one. 26 hits. Ooh, max damage. All right. uh, So that will be 19 total. All right. All right. And I still have my frenzied attack. Super hurt. So here's the second attack. Okay. Uh, 22. And that it's going to hit for 15. How do I do this? 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 He is still standing. It. It, it, he is looking just parts of his armor starting to fall off. You're seeing sparks on the side of his, his mouth. and But he is he is still holding on. Anything else? You and me, buddy. We going to dance. Dance too much, buddy, in your pants. 
first it's Jonathan's dance. Uh, Jonathan, you now have two cultists harrying you. What would you like to do? Well, I send my flaming sphere bananaing around and then back onto uh, Blue Meanie over there. Okay. And deck saving throw time. Okay. Roll a nine. Roll a nine. Roll a nine. Or a natural God, one. That's his <laughs> second natural one of the of the fight. This guy is just oh, not oh. happy. Jonathan, you're the worst. I am. Wow. All right, two. that's two more damage. All right, he's a little more burnt. Anything else? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I am going to magic missile the big guy. Okay. I can handle the big guy if you want to start clearing out these little guys, the ads. Well, I'm thinking that... Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of ads, and magic missile is three darts. I don't, he's looking I don't know pretty bad. Would... Let's do this, then. Let's. Um... And I get three roll. I get two hits on him. Well, he's going to go before that. I want to deny him his turn is what I want to do. I don't want him going at all. Let, I'll magic missile okay. the big guy. All right. Go ahead and roll some magic missile damage. The sphere slams into his side and then out of out of Jonathan comes pew, pew, pew. These magic missiles slamming into him from all sides. And how much damage? Pew, pew. 11. He reels. And for a moment, Carlton, you think he's going to go down, but he, he stays firm. Ugh. He is still standing. All right. That was a lot of damage, Wait, though. He's do taken. I, like, do I just, does my turn just get set where I drop back in the order? I thought that was, like, if you delay your turn, you still have your regular turn order. No. It, you When you delay, you then choose where you go, and then that's where you go. Yep. So you, you are now in a different part of the initiative. Jonathan, is there anything else you'd like to do? Is there anything else you can do? I can move. You but without can. without attacks of opportunity, you're in a melee. That's a lot of twice. attacks of opportunity. Big sword. Well, not a sword. A big Fro- blue frog specter digging. weapon. It'll be fine. All right. I I'll will, poke him again. I will stay there stick. and I will, I will say to my Harriers, ha ha, I've got plenty of hit points <laughs> left. Live the, Jonathan, live the Carlton life right up in the front. The dragon man is going to move he's gonna shimmy around carlton uh staying within a couple of feet damn it okay i need carlton 5 10 15 20 25 oh a couple cultists all right i need carlton jonathan and a couple cultists to all make dexterity saving throws i'll let you guys go first and then i'll and i have danger sense so i have advantage on my dex saving throw because i could see the spark you said i could see the sparks coming out of his mouth all right uh jonathan what was your dex uh hold on I am using my favorite cloak once per day. Oh. Bear may roll a saving throw with advantage. So here comes the advantage roll. Yay! Because you were going to die. I was going to die. I was going to let you die for that insult you wielded at me earlier, too. Think about that. Thank you. Okay, so Carlton got a 23 with a natural 20. Jonathan, what did you roll? I didn't even even bother rolling my my advantage. All right, and then let can me I double roll crit fish? these guys. Uh, you can. It's not going to do anything. Oh. You definitely can. Oh, well, and those guys are going to fail miserably. Okay, so lightning courses out of this being's mouth in a wide arc that hits you, uh, Carlton, Jonathan, and three of the cultists. It actually stops short of hitting Leosian. Carlton and Jonathan manage to duck enough out of the way to only take half damage. The cultists are going to take full damage, and that is going to be... All right, so it's a total of 20 damage. So Carlton and Jonathan, you are both taking 10 lightning damage. I'm glad I saved. I feel like it should be piercing, slashing, or bludgeoning. Nope, it is lightning. It is magic damage. So you do take all 10 of it. Yeah. 
These cultists all are just wiped off the face of the planet. How are your knees there, JMM? Are you still standing? I'm like, you know how in the Bugs Bunny cartoons, whenever somebody gets blasted and they're like, that's how I am. I'm like, don't worry, daddy. The chickens are still in the roost. (laughs) (laughs) I do not look good at all. Then he is going to pull out. The shrubbery is talking. Hey, shrubbery, you're adorable. He's going to go after Carlton with his great sword some more. That don't hit. A uh, 14, does that hit? No. Nope. A 19 doesn't hit? A 19 will. Fuck. 19 hits, all right. So I parry the first one, but then it kind of like pings off the axe and clips me. And so that's 10 slashing damage. Uh, So that'll be five because I'm raging. Because you're raging, yep. So reduced to, to half. And then he is going to use his action surge and he's going to attack you again. Well, he can go fuck himself. <laughs> uh, so here comes... Is that what he can do on his action stairs? On his action stairs, is that an option that he can go fuck himself? I feel like it should be. It is an option, but he has chosen to attack you instead. Uh, 17? That matches. That's t- uh, 12 slashing damage reduced to 6. And then for his final attack, uh, 16? Uh, that does not hit. All right. Final attack, he finally does not hit you. Doesn't have enough energy to sink it in after all those blows. Yeah, he, he did a lot that turn. Um, he grins at you and, and threw a, a toothy electric maw. There's a little bit of blood dribbling down the side. He is he is super hurt. A stiff wind is definitely going to knock this guy over. And in Draconic, he he says, Death to all infidels. And I look at him like, Common motherfucker, do you speak it? I say, <laughs> in, a mo- in a moment of, uh, of clarity in my... Nearly dead stupor. I say in Draconic, not before you, asshole. <laughs> uh, but it is Travancore's turn. What would you like to do? Well, I know where my arrow is going, but I have a question. Since dragons are my favorite enemy, do I get any kind of bonus for damage done to them? Uh, what does it say about your favorite enemy? Favorite enemy. At first level, ranger may select from a creature. Ranger favorite enemy. The ranger gains plus two bonus on bluff, listen, sense motive, spot, and survival checks. Likewise, he gets a plus two bonus of weapon damage rolls against such creatures. Yep, so you get plus two to damage. Something that matter? In this case, yes. He is considered half dragon. Okay. And you will get plus two to your damage against him. So I'm going to put an arrow right between his eyes because that's how I roll. Let's just hope you aim true, my friend. Nothing fancy, just a regular arrow. Ah. All right. Will the 20 hit, unnatural? Definitely hits. All right, going to roll my damage. And then I get the plus two after that, right? Yep, on top of that. Ah, seven. Was that enough? As a fabulous Matt Mercer would like to say, (laughs) how would you like to do this? So I heard what he said in Draconic, and I said, this elf, and I say in Draconic right back, this elf still stands. And I let my arrow loose, and it hits him, sure enough, right between the eyes, because that's how I like it. Just as he's turning his head to acknowledge you, and his body just sinks to the ground, electricity does a final spark off of the side of his mouth and then goes dark as his eyes cloud over and he falls to the ground dead. Sweet. All right. Can't do anything else. I think I've done my turn. Seeing the half-dragon fall, sh- what do you want, What do you want to do? I want to rip his head off and yell at the cultist, I am your god now. Oh, that's classy. At this point, when the when this guy falls... The cultists, the ones that are still left standing, look over in kind of abject horror. The few townspeople who are still being held manage to shake themselves free. You hear one of the cultists uh, shout out, Langdadrosa, 
He's dead! Run! And they start to flee. Uh, Leosian gets attacks of opportunity, gets an attack of opportunity on one of them. He's definitely gonna hit. Uh, Jonathan, you get an attack of opportunity. Or no, none of them near you are alive. Nope, they're all uh, dead. As they what run, about Chester? I like flail around Chester with my staff and, and kind of kick. And I'm like, yeah, you better run, assholes. Yeah, Chester gets an attack and Shadow gets an attack of opportunity. Yes. So go ahead yes. and, and everybody roll. Chester's first. Damn straight. 23 is going to hit, right? 23 is definitely going to hit. Go ahead and roll All damage. Right. Seven. Uh, you rolled You rolled a 20 plus five. So Shadow rolled a seven. That unfortunately uh, does not hit. And Bernie, you this got a nine. This guy managed to get away. Oh, I did. I did get a nine. Just kidding. I was like, what? I got a 23. As these guys flee, both Leosian and Chester, the frog-gigging spiritual weapon managed to smack them and poke them just hard enough to do that last little bit of damage and, and drop him down. Shadow just can't quite get a claw out in time to get his guy. And these guys start to just book it down the path. Leosian goes to chase but then Dorveen calls out and says let them run let them leave let them go tell their stinking comrades about what will happen the next time they come to this town bless <laughs> you spits after them do you guys want to chase them or are you gonna let them go let them go let it's them not worth go. it yeah I think we need to take a nap let's make sure we're in the clear first there's still a dragon out there I want to take the dragon guy person with me I want to like drag him along oh great Okay. We're never going to get that stink out. Nope. You, you're you not too far away from town. You're maybe only about uh, a quarter of a mile outside of town. Like, you caught up with these guys pretty fast. You get a total of uh, 2,160 experience between the four of you. Dorveen, Leosian, and Ansara kind of reconvene. Carlton grabs the body of this half dragon man and you guys meet up with each other kind of feeling a little bit victorious a couple of the townspeople that you saved have come out of the nearby woods where they had been they'd run off and then noticed how the the fight was going kind of stayed to watch they come back over to to thank you and congratulate you they're patting you on the back jonathan they they pat a little hard on a spot that hurts a little bit and you're like huh thanks ah jonathan takes one damage and dies I say, (laughs) thanks for the concern. Oh, look, a water fountain. And then I do one of those, like, and I face first into the ground. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and wait until you ask me nicely to heal you. One of the the townspeople is, you overhear her talking to Dorveen. It's actually the the same blonde woman that you, that Travancore noticed doing the struggle. Um, She's relaying the fact that as they were being taken, this dragon man that you guys have slaughtered, he seemed to be the one of the people in charge. He seemed to go by the name um, Langdendrosa and was calling for a full retreat, despite arguing with another woman who seemed to run off in a different direction. So she is hopeful that when you guys get back to town, the immediate danger will will have passed. And she starts prattling on about how she needs to find her father and make sure that he's okay. At that point, Doreen is just kind of patting her on the back and, yes, dear, I understand. Let's, let's, let's... And meanwhile, has snaked her way over to Jonathan and very slowly kind of gotten under his arm. And Jonathan, she's now helping you walk back into town. I say, oh, thanks. Let's go for a walk in the meadows. 
Yay! No, I'm clearly it's okay, delirious. dear. No meadows for you. Let's get you. Let's get you back into town. Let's go find Eddie and let's go get you. Let's see about getting you healed up. And as you limp back into town, exhausted but feeling fairly triumphant, we will pause there and pick this up in a little bit. Back in the town of Greenest, now a little bit less filled with cultists. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or at our host podcast at Glibshark or www.glibshark.com. And see you next encounter. <laughs>